I know things are going to, like, even though things, like, took a turn that maybe looked like they're for the worse, I think it was actually for the best, and I'm, like, really happy with where I'm going. Hi there, and welcome to the Let's Thrive podcast. My name is Emily Feichels, and I started this page to inspire, educate, and empower any who listen. Like most people, I'm a curious soul and love to chat with my guests on all things health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I hope you'll stick around for a time or two. And with that said, let's thrive. Hello, and welcome back to episode 29, I believe, of the Let's Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and I'm always happy to be recording these intros. Now wait, that is a lie. Sometimes it is a lot of work. I don't know what it is, I can record and edit like hours worth of podcasts and then it comes time to record these intros and I'm just like, eh, no thank you. But as soon as I turn on the mic and I start talking into it, I do find joy in it and especially to introduce today's guest, Alexandra Dawson, aka Ali Dawson, aka at actually underscore Alexandra on Instagram. Now, you guys, if you're an OG of the podcast, may recognize that name because she was actually guest number three, I believe, on this very podcast. You see, I found Allie's account, oh, probably nine months ago. I was in a bad place with my orthorexia, which if you guys do not know what that is, is an obsession with health, healthy eating, kind of like exercise addiction. Basically, I just was obsessed with like being clean and eating healthy all the time, which is something I think a lot of us can relate to, eh? So I found her and she just kind of blew my mind because she has such a journey with eating disorder recovery and she shares so openly. I mean, she shares time and time again, helps so many girls, young women, heck, like older women, I don't know, like don't let's not discriminate here. I mean, she helps everybody. And I just admire that because I know sometimes it just gets to a place where you don't want to talk about it anymore, like it's in your past, yet she understands how much she's helping people and continues to do it anyway, which is inspiring if you ask me. So today's chat with her is just kind of a fun, lighthearted chat. I mean, picture this. She had to relocate to her car I was in my tiny little library nook of a podcast recording studio. I had tried to make coffee, but my electricity failed me. She probably had coffee. If not, she had it earlier. So just imagine it's like a friendly girls chat over coffee, tea, water, what have you. And I will let you know, I was wearing sweatpants, actually shorts, and she was in comfy clothes too. So this is a no judgment zone we're just chatting. We're just enjoying life and talking about all the things. And another thing that really drew me to Allie in the first place is that, I don't know if you know, maybe you haven't followed me since the beginning, but I am not in college. I am 19. Last fall, so almost a year to the day, I withdrew from college and I actually just recorded a solo episode that will be coming out following this one, I believe, about breaking the stigma of not being in college, of you know, not identifying with that label of a college dropout because I am not, you are not, nobody is. It's, you withdrew. You decided you wanted a different path and that is a-okay. Well, guess what? Allie did the same thing. After two years, she just realized it was not the path for her. Or maybe one year, I don't know, one, two, maybe three years, I don't know. Go back to the first episode. 
where she really explains it, you know, in depth. And we discuss the stigma and everything that can come with making that decision. And something that Allie also said, either in this episode or on her Instagram, I can't remember, to be honest right now, but she said how important it is to be present in this moment, like here and now, not projecting into the future, not reminiscing on the past, which is something I do all the time. I'm sure you can relate if you can't. Amen, because it is honestly the worst. Like, there's no better feeling than being in the present moment and enjoying the here and now. And that's something I've been trying to work on and... You know, just appreciating the here and now, appreciating every step of the way as a season of growth. And it just goes to show that Allie is so wise. We all are wise, okay? We are all wise in our own ways. But I just love the words she shares on her Instagram and captions and in this podcast. So jumping into what we kind of talk about is we start out with her recent travels, which if you follow her, you know, she went to Iceland. And in this, I kind of turn the conversation to discuss you know, the woes of traveling when you have gut issues and how you can enjoy the vacation, have food freedom, do what you want, experience time, be present, but also care for your gut because we all know if your gut is upset, you might not enjoy vacation as much as you otherwise would. So I think that is very important to remember. We also discuss what it's like when you know those people in your life who just do not understand that you cannot eat dairy. Like, yes, dad, I understand that you like this product, but I can't eat it. And for Allie, you know, she had similar experiences with her brothers and nieces and nephews. And so it's just kind of a fun chat and kind of gives you some tips on how to navigate those situations when someone might be commenting on your food or commenting on your, you know, health standards. It's just kind of standing up for yourself, you know? Allie also opens up about her journey with a compromised gut and, you know, struggling with the gut issues that we all kind of know and hate that occur. (laughs) We discuss what diet, lifestyle, and stress can all do, all attribute to the issues, whether making them worse or making them better. We dive into the mental health side of things and Allie shares, you know, her tip of giving up cardio and a few other things. And I think what's important is that when it comes to gut health, you can fall into such a damn rabbit hole. Like, I was explaining this in the podcast where I go online and I swear I could have five different gut issues. I've tried every food style that goes along with it. Nothing helps. It almost makes it worse because it's, you know, so restrictive. And then it's just kind of finding to this place where you find your intuition, you figure out what foods work for me, what foods don't, what exercise works for me, what doesn't. And you learn along the way that stress really does play a role. So that is a neat one. And, you know, more so, it's just, if you follow Allie, if you even listen to that first episode, her life has changed a whole hell of a lot in the last, what, like four months? And she has handled it with such grace, such an open heart, and I admire that immensely because I love my details, I love my plans, and when things go off skew... I kind of lose my shit and she doesn't, you know, and if she does, she regains herself. She stands back up and she's just rolling with the punches. A lot of things have happened in her business and her personal life, just, you know, things that fell through her grasp, big things she was excited for that never happened, and she just keeps on going. She shares some beautiful quotes in here about finding the positive in the negative and just rolling with it, you know, going through the struggle, going through the change, and just accepting it for what it is. We also tackle, you know, what 
future pacing journaling is, which is so interesting. I absolutely love that. The power of routines and how to create one, and also how she has found and cultivated both confidence and a community online and in person, which I think is so powerful. We could all use more community and we could all use more confidence. Maybe that's just a personal opinion. I don't know. But I certainly think so. If you want to find Allie and learn a bit more about her, she's on Instagram at actually underscore Alexandra, linked below. I'm on Instagram at thrive underscore on life. If you liked today's episode, please share it. Like put it on your story and just tag Allie, tag me or don't. Like I don't care. I just appreciate you listening. But you know, something that Allie really exemplifies for me is the power of women supporting women. And, you know, that's something I really rely on. I've supported a lot of women in my life, even, you know, if it kind of pushed people away from my work and more towards their work. I shared anyway, because if we don't uplift each other, who's going to uplift us? And that is why I appreciate your feedback, your support, and your love for the podcast because it shows me that you're supporting me. It shows me that I have a community, that I have someone, you know, to, to support me and love the work I do. And in turn, that allows me to support you. When you message me, I always, I respond to every message. I, you know, I show some love. I chit chat with you. I keep tabs on, you know, your life struggles, whatever. I am dedicated to this community that has supported me. And I just really hope, you know, that you see that and that you feel it too. And it just, it means a lot to me. So, you know, with that being said, if you do like today's episode, you can always go on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a rate and review or even subscribe. You know, it doesn't matter to me. I appreciate you either way, but it does help. It helps a lot and I appreciate it. So, without further ado... Let's jump into an ad and then this week's conversation. Thanks, guys. As you guys know, I'm all about eating a whole foods diet and supplementing when necessary for optimal health and wellness. That's why I'm so passionate about a favorite brand of mine and sponsor of the podcast, Cured Nutrition. Cured Nutrition offers hemp and CBD products that can enhance your daily wellness routine and aid in your health journey. Their products are organically grown, vigorously tested, and responsibly sourced in their home base of Colorado. And in case you're like I was just a few months ago, confused as to what CBD, hemp, or any of this means, let me explain. Hemp is in the same group as cannabis, but contains less than 0.3% of THC. It has been used and consumed by humans for ages and is a great source of plant-based protein, rich in essential amino acids, and supplies healthy omega-3 and 6 fats. Cured offers a variety of hemp products, like their hemp hearts that you can sprinkle on meals, blend in a smoothie, or bake into cookies. And the product I use daily is their mint hemp oil. I take a dose each morning and have seen immense relief of that early morning anxiety that so many of us can experience. More so, I firmly believe it's helped with my joint pain, which is something I've struggled with for two plus years now. In my last three months of testing cured products, I have seen drastic improvement. No more stretching four times a day just to relieve my joints, and I'm serious on that one. Now CBD, aka cannabidiloy, 
Did I say that right? <laughs> it's a natural compound that is found in hemp and similar to THC, yet is not non-psychoactive. So no, it does not get you high. Cured has so many options for this too. Everything from a body salve to dog treats, cookie dough, gel caps, and my personal favorites, the Zen and Rise capsules. I take the Cured Zen capsule every night for deep sleep and improved digestion. Thanks to their blend of CBD, magnesium, and super herbs such as ashwagandha and chamomile, I get a deep night's sleep plus the improved digestion from magnesium. The Cured Rise capsules are perfect for morning and act as like a natural stimulus to get you going. The blend is caffeine-free but composed of focus aids such as rhodiola and ginseng to craft the ideal nootropic supplement. Now, I really need this with my fatigue. That early morning, it just gets me going gets my brain alert, and I'm ready for the day. If you'd like to learn more about Cured Nutrition and their products, you can find them at curednutrition.com. And if you'd like to try a product or two, go ahead and use my code, Let's Thrive, to save $10 on your first order of $50 or more. Now there's no better time than the present to try something new and see the benefits of Cured Nutrition in your life. Hi. Hey. How's I'm it like going? Really in my car because there's like guys working on the floor in my house and I had like no clue. No, that's okay. I mean, honestly, the audio will probably be better. So, <laughs> so hopefully it works. That works. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for doing this again. I'm so excited just to catch up and talk and everything. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. I'm like literally so excited. Me too. Well, I'm low-key pissed because I was going to make some coffee to drink during this, and then I just went in my kitchen. Stories. I literally just saw that. I like got off my phone calls, went in, and I was just going to hurry up and make it real quick. And like my electric kettle wouldn't work, and I thought I broke it. And then I start looking around, and the microwave's not working, the phone's not working, and I have no clue what's going on. So I'm just gonna hope that it fixes itself. So I don't have to deal with that today, but we'll see. (laughs) So how is Iceland and how has life been for you since you've gotten back? Oh my God. Iceland was amazing. Like it was, Iceland was never somewhere I was, that was on my bucket list. Like I never wanted to go there, but it was a family trip and like they picked it. And I am so happy that they picked there because I would have never got the experience that I did. It was like the most breathtaking like unreal place ever um so it was like truly such an amazing trip and I'm just like so happy I had my family to like force me to go there (laughs) um because it was just so good and like such a cool place um but getting back I'm like so I've been traveling so much the last few months so I'm like loving getting back to my routine getting back to warm weather like Iceland was for me freezing and I do not thrive in the cold so I'm just, like, soaking up every minute of, like, sunshine that I can. Well, and, like, you were explaining just before you went to Iceland, your gut issues are really getting bad, and then you go there, and it's, like, (laughs) probably the worst place to ever be able to find, you know, gut-friendly food. So how did you navigate that? I couldn't find, like, anything gluten-free. The first grocery store we went to, so we stayed in, um, like, houses, so we were doing a lot of cooking at home, which was good. But the first grocery store that we went to, like, I couldn't read anything. And it was, like, obviously, 
but it was so stressful and like overwhelming because there were so many people there that like my whole family was stressed out and like we went as a big group of like eight of us <laughs> um so it was stressful but I ended up it ended up being like totally fine um and I actually did really well so I did grocery shopping and like I brought some food from home just like snacks snacky type of things and then like I cooked I pretty much like meal prepped at the place so that I could just like do my own thing which like it worked out because my family we all did our own breakfast in the morning um we all packed lunch so it wasn't like I was like the odd one out and we cooked for the most part for dinner unless they were getting like takeout but other than that it was like actually super easy for me to navigate but I mean the food that I ate just like wasn't exciting I was sticking to like baked chicken <laughs> with like nothing on it but like olive oil and like carrots <laughs> I couldn't really do much but it ended up working out do you so do you find in scenarios like that that your family like are they at a point now where they just don't even bat an eye at the fact that you know like you are eating certain different foods for your gut and for your health or do you think there's still some sort of like sometimes they'll make a comment or something that kind of upsets you um, they definitely like still have their judgments. They're really accepting of it now. And I mean, they don't really, we live such different lifestyles. We eat totally different ways. Like I'll be sitting next to them having a bowl of fruit while they're having like a bowl of lucky charms, <laughs> which is totally fine. But like, they just don't completely understand my lifestyle. Um, so th there's definitely times where like my brother will make fun of me or something. And it's not in like, they're not being mean and like they do they're very supportive and like they try I guess to understand but they just don't um so they do like joke with me about it sometimes but and I do get like a lot of questions too um like oh what are you eating now what is that like what are you cooking in why can't you eat what we're eating like <laughs> I get a lot of questions like that but I think they're at the point now where like even if they do still judge it a little they're just like not gonna say anything to me I feel that. And I, I, I'm the same way, but I get so like easily offended that I still get so mad. So my dad will say something and like, it's so crazy because they know, like he knows what I like, like to eat and how I have to eat to maintain gut health and everything. And he'll say something like, Oh, well it's Greek yogurt. I'm like, yeah, but dad, like I am lactose intolerant. Like I can't, I mean, some people might be able to tolerate that, but if I have any dairy, any like cow products, my stomach's a mess. Like, it's just so funny how, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, sometimes it still goes right over their head. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. They're like, oh, there's only like a little gluten. I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> still not going to sit well with me. But am I, I have a seven-year-old nephew and he is like the cutest with it. Like he's always asking me if I can eat things. Like he had a tortilla for dinner one night and he was like, Al, like, you can eat this. There's no gluten. It's just bread and cheese. Do you want a bite? I'm like, no, I, I can't eat that. So, but he's always asking questions about it. Like we'll go out somewhere and he's like, look, gluten-free, like you can have that. So it's really cute. That is, that is so cute. Uh, I love when little kids, when little kids are curious about like what you're eating or health or something, it's, it's cute. And you know, it comes from like a place of innocence too. Yeah. So I love that. I just like, I love it. He's always like checking in on me to see if I can eat. <sighs> It's like the most adorable thing. Well, do you mind taking us back? Like when did your gut issues start? Because I didn't, I never realized 
I guess, you know, like how much they affected you until it was in between all your traveling and stuff. And you started sharing a lot more about, you know, how you really do eat to maintain gut health and everything you do to kind of help that. So when did that journey begin for you? And, you know, how do you, I guess, maintain as much as you can a happy, healthy gut nowadays? So it started in like summer of 2017 was when I found out that I had SIBO. But for months before that, probably like February 2017, I started dealing with like crazy issues that I was seeing a holistic nutritionist and even she was like, I can't explain this. Um, Just like insane nausea after every time I was eating. Um, I couldn't eat anything without like stomach pain or being bloated. I was having really bad like brain fog and I just couldn't focus right. And I couldn't like form sentences, like just, I just felt awful. I was tired all the time and it really made me question myself. Like I felt so crazy. And then I finally got tested. She was like, okay, let's test you for SIBO months later. Um, so she tested me for SIBO and it came back. Like my numbers were so high. Um, I forget. I think it was like my methane was 35 and it's not supposed to be over three. And So then she suggested that I like kind of follow this diet called the specific carbohydrate diet, which it's kind of like paleo, but it also eliminates other things. Like you can't have chocolate. You can't have like the almond milks at the store with gums. You can't have like canned things, like a bunch of random things. So I started doing that. Um, and I followed that for like almost a year with like, she didn't really help me at all. I had no clue like when I should reintroduce things like anything like that so I followed it super strictly and didn't really feel that much better um and then I finally just kind of loosened up on it a little and made it my own and I've really just worked to figure out what works for my stomach um and like what makes me feel best instead of listening to a list and I just got like really in tune with my body um but I've noticed a lot of it doesn't even have to do with food too. It's like, I really need to manage my stress. Um, so I always make sure to manage my stress and I make sure that my workouts aren't too intense because if I do like too much intensity at the gym, like I will be inflamed and bloated and my digestive system will like flare up. So I like really, a lot of it is just how I live and I just, you know, I cut out cardio And I just really make sure I'm taking care of like my mental health and my stress first. Yeah, I think that is huge too, because I've, I've yet to get an actual gut test done just because of everything else going on, but my gut is so screwed up. And, you know, sometimes I go down the rabbit hole of researching these different, you know, low FODMAP, uh, isn't that like SCD and um, histamine and all of, all the, the whole gamut. And, you know, every time something relates immensely and every time the lists just don't match up, you know, because I would try, like I'd give two weeks of low FODMAPs, but lo and behold, you know, something that's supposed to be okay actually upsets my gut and something that's not supposed to be okay is actually fine. So it's like, and I was doing the same thing, like hopping from one thing to another, trying to figure out what it was. And it just came down to like, okay, I just need to be in tune with my body. I know that some high FODMAP foods foods affect me, but I can have other ones. Like I know that I don't do well with grains or gluten, 
Um, so it really just came down to like, like I had to stop following a list and just really be like, okay, what's going to work for me and my gut. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's not easy. And a lot of times you have to be like really in tune in your body. And I found that the like best way to do that was to make my meals a lot simpler. So before I would put so much, like, I, I don't know, I would just try to get every vegetable under the sun in my lunch. And then, you know, I started realizing, well, if I pick, you know, just a few simple ingredients to make each meal, I know when something's not setting right. And then I can kind of like test with it. Like that's how I figured out that I do not do well with tomatoes and pineapple and occasionally banana. Like I just, I like simplified things so that I could hone in on what was affecting me. Yeah. That's been a huge thing for me is just making my meals super simple. Like I used to post all my meals on Instagram, like my account started as food, but now it's just like my meals are so simple that I have, I stopped posting once I kind of switched to that way of eating. I stopped posting all my food because it's just like, that's what works for my stomach and I like it. So. Yeah, I hundred percent. And then also like with the stress, I, I mean, I preach this all the time too. Like, it's just insane. The difference between if I'm like on the go, stressed out, worrying, trying to work while I eat, it feels like my digestion is just like in knots in me. And then versus if I just like take a deep breath and just like make sure I'm calm before I'm eating or like just put the computer away and focus on eating or maybe listen to a podcast, like something subtle while I'm eating. And it makes such a difference in like the bloat and how I digest the food and how I feel afterwards. Yeah, it really does. It's crazy. It's like your state of mind. Exactly. (laughs) And okay. So gut health was like a big one I wanted to talk to you about because I know that's been all over and, you know, beyond that, I know that was from travel. So you know, I know at the beginning, last time I talked to you, you were just launching Fears of Freedom and you guys had, you know, like there's a lot of travel involved in that, a lot of planning. And you just did a beautiful post yesterday about how basically like, this is your present. This is your like, I don't really know what I'm doing right now, but I'm okay with that. And I feel so similar to that, that it just like, made me stop and reread it like two or three times because I struggle so much with that. So would you just kind of maybe explain like what you're feeling right now, what the last few months have taught you as far as, you know, like being in the present moment versus always planning ahead. Like what are just some thoughts and lessons and feelings you've had these past three, four months of just insane life changes? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. The last few months they have been really insane. Um, I've learned that truly nothing goes as planned. Um, and I've had to learn to be okay with that. Um, so when we were last talking, I was like just about to leave for Bali, I'm pretty sure. And I was supposed to stay for two months and I got there and I hated every second of it. I just couldn't do it. Ended up leaving after a month. Um, then I was home for a month. Then I was supposed to be moving to Europe. I found out three days before that that wasn't happening. So I just kind of had to roll with the punches and just realize that like, okay, I can have my life planned out, but it's not always going to work like that. And instead of resisting the change, I just have to be able to flow with it. And maybe it does like suck, but there's, I can just focus on the good. So no matter how bad it seems. I just always choose to 
focus on what's good in the situation. So when I wasn't moving to Europe with my best friend and found out three days before, um, I could have looked at it as like, oh my God, my life is over because I was so, so ready for that. Or I could look at it as, okay, well, I have a one way and I have this next few months to travel as much as I want. So we went with a one way and we came home and we were ready to come home. And that was that. And I got the most amazing, a little over a month of travel. And if I had, I think if we had moved there, it wouldn't have been the same because we really, since we were like, okay, we have like a month, we really just kind of traveled and lived it up and like did whatever we wanted to do instead of, you know, focusing on like, okay, we have to find an apartment. We have to do this. And like, we were so present in the moment and it was just such a good experience for me. Um, and I've had to learn just to like, like I said, just go with the flow and let loose a little and not always have a plan and be okay when my plan doesn't work out and like realize that I kind of have to meet myself where I'm at instead of focusing on the goals that I had for like my future and where I wanted to be, just meet myself where I am right now so that I can pick myself back up and keep moving forward. I, I think that's so important because I'm similar to you and that, and I think we all are like that. We try to make a plan for something. We, it's almost like we're forcing it to happen. And if it's meant to happen, it will. And then that's great. And then sometimes it falls down rather, you know, rather sadly. But, you know, with some time and with some thinking, we realize, okay, maybe this was actually the way it was supposed to go. Like, maybe there's still, you know, something that's yet to come. And I just, I don't know, watching you, I just, I feel like you've grown so much over the last three or four months. Like, you just seem like a different person to me. I don't know. And in a, in a good way, like, I just feel like you've, you've aged or something. Like, you just seem a lot more, I don't know, in, in the present moment. and something about it's just different to me. And I just, I admire you so much for, yeah, you just keep on going and you keep such a positive outlook on it. And you're still helping people every day with your posts. And then you did the last getaway solo. So what did that teach you? Like what did going there, meeting these girls all on your own and, you know, giving them that experience on your own, what did that teach you? What did that maybe show you about yourself that you hadn't known before? I mean, again, I kind of found out a few days before it was happening that I was literally doing it on my own. And I had two choices. And one was to just quit and call it off or to tell the girls the situation and keep going. And I chose to keep going, even though I was like, so stressed out. So like, what is happening with my life right now? Like, what is going on? Um, Like, on the way to the airport, I'm, like, crying to my mom. Like, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Like, what if they don't like me? What if this isn't what they wanted? What if I don't do it good enough? And then I got there, and I was just, like, everything changed. I mean, I got there, and right away, I had the confidence that, like, I normally have, and the doubts were gone, and I was, like, you know what? I can do this, and even if I am a little afraid, I'm going to put on a brave face and just do it for these girls because, I mean, I owed it to them to do that. And I know that I have it in me to do it. Um, and it taught me that, like, I don't need other people. I don't need anyone else to be successful and I can do it all on my own and I can make it amazing. Um, and like you said before, I think, like, 
what's meant to be will be. And I truly think that this was like such a blessing in disguise because like I said, before I was going, I was crying and then I get there and I was just like really truly happy to be doing it on my own and realizing that now this company is just all mine and I can do whatever I want with it, take it wherever I want and really just make it what I want it to be. So I think I just learned that I need to give myself more credit sometimes because sometimes I do think like, oh, I'd be better off if I had someone to do this with, but like I can do things all on my own. And I know I have that confidence in me. It's just that sometimes it's a little scary. And I feel like sometimes it's in those scary moments that we let the doubt creep in. And then those are when we like, we let the thoughts kind of take form and then they, you know, they continue on and then something happens and we find ourselves right back where we started, but in the best sort of way, like now you're back, you're solo and you're riding it good. And do you think in this time, has your thought on thoughts on like community shifted, whether that was, you know, Instagram relationships, family relationships, have you found yourself delving deeper into community in any aspect since you've kind of had this reawakening of your solo journey? Yes, a hundred percent. I have been so much more social with people. Um, but just like I've realized just how important it is to have that community and I have made like serious efforts to connect with my friends more. Like I now, I mean, even on Instagram, like with my community I've made efforts to just like reach out to people and like let them know that I'm thinking of them or like just see how they're doing um and I've really formed like deeper friendships with more people um because I've seen just how important it is to have more people and not just kind of like lean on maybe like one person um I've spent more time just being with my family and yeah it's been it's been so good and I've just really I've been feeling so grateful and just seeing how important community really is. And it, like, it is so important to have people in your life that really support you. And I felt so much support from everyone. Um, and it's kind of like nerve wracking because a lot of like my life and the changes are kind of like in the, pu not in the public eye, but like people, <laughs> people know about my life. Like I share my daily life on my Instagram story. So it's like one day I'm like, Hey, I'm moving to Europe. And the next I'm like, all right, guys, I'm home. So it was really intimidating, but I've gotten like so much support and I've just been feeling so thankful for the community that I do have and just seeing how like really, truly important it is for like happiness. And what would you say like are your best tips to cultivate that community? Like to build and nurture and foster just a strong, positive community on Instagram? Because I think sometimes, you know, people get, confused. I find, I find it quite natural. Like I, I feel okay with it, but I've talked with quite a few people recently who they just feel very lost, you know, and how to build the friendships and make them, make them real, make them authentic. So how do you, I guess, how do you advise someone do that? You know, if they want to look for more community, more authentic community on online? Well, I think you just have to like be yourself. Like don't try and be like everyone else on Instagram. Don't try and post what other people post. Like literally just show up as yourself and own who you are. Um, and people will be more drawn to you. Like they'll see that you're vulnerable. They'll see that you're authentic and 
they will be more drawn to you and like want to actually form a deeper connection with you. And I think like taking time to actually like respond to people and, you know, actually reading other people's captions um, and like responding to their stories and stuff and showing them that like you're interested in their life too is super important. Um, and also don't be afraid to like DM someone and be like, Hey, like, let's be friends. Um, one of like the, one of my best friends right now that I talk to on a daily basis, she randomly like a year ago commented on my picture and was like, we should be friends. And I, I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, and now we like talk every day. Um, another one of my close friends from Instagram, she was actually on the podcast, Natalie, plenty and wealth and at, um, I literally DM'd her one day and I was like, Hey, let's have a FaceTime date. And <laughs> now we literally FaceTime weekly. So it's like, don't, if you know that you, like, if you think you'd be friends with someone, like, really good friends with someone, reach out to them and just, like, be blunt and be like, hey, like, let's FaceTime, let's be friends. Like, I thought she would think I was such a weirdo, and I was like, let's FaceTime. <laughs> but she was like, yeah, let's do it. So you just have to, like, not be afraid and just, like, act confident and no one will question you. That's my motto for everything. So just go in with confidence, and you will attract the right people if you are yourself. A hundred percent. And you kill it with the confidence. You're it's so funny. When you were in Iceland, you posted like a picture of you and your nephew dancing in the airport or someone something. And someone commented, like, how do you have such confidence? And you're just like you said like that same thing. You're just like, you gotta just you gotta be confident and no one will question you. And I just I loved it. You just have to own it. Like I just set up my phone in the airport. There's like people walking all behind me. I didn't even realize, but then I looked back and there was like a guy dancing behind us because he saw us doing it. But like, you just dance in public, like nobody's watching. I, that's just like my thing, I guess. Um, you just have to own who you are. And I spent so much time like not doing that and like hiding who I was and being embarrassed to like, oh my God, I'm going to embarrass myself in public. And now I'm just like, why do I care? What, like, why would I hold myself back from like being who I really am? Because I don't care if people, like people are going to judge me no matter what. So might as well just be my weird self exactly honestly like people if people want to judge you they will find something to judge you no matter what like whether you're real or fake they will find a way to judge you and like you just have to be up for it and I feel that like even with the podcast you know like I when I reach out to brands like because now I'm starting to look for like sponsors and I have gotten I think it's like three now and I do that like when I first started I was so like I just didn't believe in myself. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I can write a really good a caption. Like I can write a really good ad slot. I know how to enunciate. I know how to do all of this. I just need to like show them that I'm confident in that. So like you best believe when I sent those emails, I gave it my all, you know, and I, I showed off who my guests were and I showed off, you know, like my best reviews and how many downloads I got. Like I put it all out there even though I'm still just like a startup podcast, you know, like if they really knew, then like, you know, they might not have gone with me, but instead I like, I faked it till I made it. And like, I put out the confidence and the belief I have in it. And then sure enough, like drew them in. So it's like, yeah, I think confidence is just something we all need to, we all need to work on a bit more, I think, especially. And like you said, you fake it till you make it. Like when you go into something like that, like you might not be confident, but I think once you put yourself out there and you do something that maybe you're a little afraid to do, you see that you're okay. Like when you do it, like you do it 
and everything's fine and the world didn't crumble and you're still living and then you see like okay I could do this again and that's how you gain the confidence you have to try like you have to go into it not confident and it will follow once you do it more and more yeah it's like it's like a habit you have to like build into it and like change your like mindset too you know like the words you tell yourself I think it actually the other day got me thinking about this when you were sharing about your I forget what you call it but when you journal into like the future future pacing yeah okay can you talk about that because for me I feel like that would be a very good like almost confidence builder because you're seeing envisioning believing that that's what's possible and thus like I feel like that would that would give me a boost of confidence of that's going to be me. Like that is me. So could you talk about that and explain your whole process with it? Yeah. So it's like my favorite type of journaling. Basically you just journal, you do a normal journal entry, just like about your life, whatever, about how you're feeling, but you do it as your future self. So the self that you want to be right now. So say that like your goal, you want to be recovered from your eating disorder. You just do a journal entry as if you already are that person. Um, basically saying like, oh my God, like life is so good. Last night I went for ice cream with my nephew and I didn't think twice about calories and I'm so grateful for all of this, like whatever you want in your life, just talk about how your life is. Um, A lot of what I do is for like where I want to be in my business. I just kind of talk as if I've already reached those goals. And then I finish that journal and I'm like, oh my God, hell yeah. And it just gives me that like boost of motivation and I just like go get things done and it feels like it kind of like opens your mind to like see that those things that you want are possible and you kind of create your life on paper and it just like it gives you so much energy to actually work towards those goals yeah and you had just started talking about it and then I heard on a podcast someone saying how every day they wake up and they say as part of their like daily gratitude that they are like grateful that they are healed because for a while I was just saying like, I like to be healthy, you know, like I, I am grateful to be healing or whatnot, but like they were saying like shift, shift it from healing. Like you're kind of stuck in this, you know, like your body's healing, whatever to just healed and just like go with that. Yeah. And that's like, it's the idea of like, you're in the future, like, or this is the present moment. Like I I am healed. I am healed, you know, and it's, it's odd though. Like it's taking, it's still taking me time to switch the script up and I don't know, you know, thinking that way, but I'm slowly getting there and I just, I love it. It is like a big hell yeah moment afterwards. And you're like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that is a push. Like when you're writing, I mean, you can have goals, but then when you're like writing about how your life is, once you reach those goals like you're writing as if you are the the self that you want to be with the life that you want to have it just like you see that it could actually be possible and you can actually have that life you can actually be that self and it just like it gives you the push it gives you the motivation and it's just like it's I do it a lot and it's my favorite type of journaling yeah I want to I really need to like delve into it more how would you say so I know you have like a lot of routines and like, like, I just love those, your routines, rituals, you know, whether it's the gym and sauna, your journaling, your morning walks, how would you suggest people, you know, if they want to, not everyone has to, I know some people that thrive 
100% without any sort of ritual routine. But for those of us who do like it and who do want to, you know, just kind of strengthen their ritual, their routine, how would you suggest that? How did you, you know, really get yours as a set in stone practice that you look forward to every day? Well, I think for me, like it takes time and you're not going to know right away, like what you want to do. So if it's like your morning routine, you're not going to know what works right away. You have to like keep trying things and you have to, you can't just like do it once and then stop. So for me, I feel like I need to pick like a one non-negotiable. So like, even if I don't have time for my whole morning routine that I usually like to do, I pick one thing that I know I need to do to feel my best every day. And for me, it's my morning walk and I just made it a habit. So when I first started waking up at like before 6am to roll out of bed and go on a walk, like I didn't want to do it, but I knew that it made me feel so good and I just stuck to it. Um, and it just became a habit that I looked forward to every single day. And then it was kind of like finding the other things that could complement that. So for me right now, it's, I mean, and I go through phases, so it's not like I always do the same routine. Morning walk is the one constant, always, but right now I'm in a phase of I morning walk, and then I like to come home and sit outside with my coffee, listen to music, journal if I want to journal, um, and then usually I'll, like, go to the gym, sauna, all of that, but I think it's also about not putting pressure on yourself to have, like, the perfect routine, like, sometimes I want to, I spend like an hour, two hours outside in the morning, like journaling and doing that stuff. Sometimes I want to spend like 15 minutes and get right to the gym. Um, it's just about finding what like you actually like and not putting pressure on yourself. If you don't like to journal in the morning, don't do it. Um, just figure out like what will make you feel good. And also just find that one non-negotiable. I think that's been like really helpful for me because I, I did struggle to put together a morning routine for a while. Um, but finding the one constant has just been like super helpful for me. And I do it every single morning, no matter where I am. Yeah. And I, that's why I love walking. I mean, we, I'm like blessed enough that I live. Okay. Well, I'm blessed and cursed because I'm two hours from Whole Foods. I mean, I'm nowhere close to any sort of place that even offers good produce, but I do have beautiful like nature and paths all around me. So I've always grown up walking and I love it because one, it is such like, there are so many studies that show walking alone is just like such an amazing movement exercise. You know what I mean? And it's low impact. It's, I feel like it's a good mental exercise as well too. Like that's like, why I do it. Yeah. It's like, exactly. It's like therapy for me. It's like, if I get in a funk or something like that, I know I'm just like, I just need to walk. Like I just need to get outside. And, and I think also like when I was trying to decrease my cardio, kind of, you know, allow my body time, more time to rest and heal. I found that walking, and I don't know if this was case for you at all too, but I really found walking to be almost a good filler. You know, like they always say, add something out in, you know, like don't take, don't just take something out because then you're kind of left with that hole. And I found when I was trying to just take out running or take out cardio, I, I couldn't just do that. I needed something to fill it. And I found that walking super low impact. It wasn't putting stress on my body, but it, it occupied my mind. It occupied my body. Like it was a good kind of fill in step in to decreasing that addiction to exercise and cardio and hit. 
did you experience that at all? Or was it more so like you just did it as part of your like routine? I mean, kind of a little of both. So I have always loved walking. I've never done as much as I do now. Um, but I did find that like it was when I was decreasing my cardio for like my gut health, um, I always replaced it with a walk. So I would even, if it was like cold out, but I wanted a long walk, like I would just go to the gym and walk on the treadmill and just like, I was still in my routine, but I was doing what was best for my body and honestly best for my mind too. Um, so it kept me in my routine, but it gave me like walking, like you said, it's like therapy. So it was like a workout and therapy at the same time. And I just think it's, it's the best way to move your body. And it's so good for you. Like, it's so good for you just to walk. It honestly is. And free therapy. That's what I always tell people. I'm like, you can't afford therapy. Just really go is. out and walk. Go out and walk by yourself or with a podcast. Yeah. When I walk is when I pretty much write a hundred percent of my Instagram captions. Um, or like when I get any inspiration for anything is when I'm walking. So it's like always, anytime you see, anytime I'm inspired for anything on Instagram, it's like the idea came from a walk. I always joke, I must do like walking meditation because I am the same way. Like I, I go for a walk and I come back and I'll just have to like rush to my computer and either like type out a caption or a podcast pitch or, like, you know, oh, an email. Yeah. Like, write out my caption. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I need to say. Like the words just seem, everything just seems to flow better. I know. And I think it's, yeah, it's just that movement and the mental, slight mental stimulation and being in nature. I think it just, it's insane. It's magic. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just like so present. So it's just perfect. I just love it. Same. Well, you mentioned this earlier, but when you do your, you know, future pacing journaling, a lot of times it's related to your business. So if you wouldn't mind sharing, like what are, what are you looking at right now for your business and you know, what, what you want to see happen with it and where you're going with it? So with everything that has happened, um, like the changes over the last few months, everything for my own personal business has just kind of taken a back seat and been like all of my things that were supposed to be happening right now. Um, they've just had to get like pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Um, so right now I'm really just focused on figuring out where do I really want to go from here? Cause I had this whole business plan. I had this whole map out and like we said earlier, nothing ever goes as planned. Um, and yeah, so with things that changed with when I had a business partner, now I don't have a business partner. So I'm figuring out like what my life looks like now and what my business looks like now. Um, and I know that I'm going to be doing some coaching again, which I did a few months ago and like, I loved it, but I had to just take a break to focus on my combined business. Um, but now I'm also working on like my own rebrand for fears to freedom to really just be the getaways that I want them to be. Um, and also figure out my coaching business. Um, and I also have some other things that are in the works. I also, I want to start doing speaking engagements. I actually just got asked to do one. So I want to start doing things like that. Um, I have some big plans and I've just had to accept that they've had to be pushed back and that like, I know I'm going to get there. It's just, it didn't happen on the same timeline that I wanted it to happen. So. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. I was going to ask you before we got started, I was like, 
you need to do like a hello wellness. Like you need to do some sort of speaking event engagement because you're just so like my own event. I know Mm -hmm. that I do want to do that. Um, that's like a big, big goal of mine. Um, so I don't know when that can happen, but like, that's been a goal of mine forever. Um, and I also have some other really like big things that I'm working on that I've been working on for a while. So I know things are going to like, even though things like took a turn that maybe looked like they're for the worse, I think it was actually for the best. And I'm like really happy with where I'm going. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like it's kind of, I don't know. I always feel like the best things come after those like, holy hell, what the hell just happened to me moments, you know? Like, it was so funny last night, I was walking with my dad, and he's like, you know, things just really seem to be, like, going good, and like, you're getting a lot of opportunities now. He's like, you have been, but like, all of a sudden, it seems like things just burst up, and I'm like, yeah, dad, that's because I got over some limiting beliefs about myself. (laughs) I hit, like, I hit some big rock bottoms, I had some, like, dark nights of the soul, and it's like, now, now it's just, now it's just go time. And I, I feel like you really hit that. I just, I've had such a good feeling for you for a while now. I'm like, she's, she's building something good here. And uh. you're the sweetest. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, like there was moments where I was like, okay, I just want to quit this all because nothing felt like it was going right. Um, but I have just, I just have this mindset where like everything I can make positive out of everything no matter how much negative there is and it's all about just like no matter how many times you get pushed back you have to keep pushing forward like I have goals and I know that I'm gonna achieve them and I just have really not been hard on myself about the fact that they didn't happen when I wanted them to happen um like I I know I've done so much work around my own limiting beliefs too and now I know that like even when I do have moments of doubt I still know that's that's just like a limiting belief. And I know who I am. I know what I want. And I know that I'll get there. Yeah. And it's just like having that trust, which is sometimes the hardest thing to do. It is. And And if you have it, like, doesn't mean you don't still have doubts. It just means you keep pushing past them. Exactly. And I feel like every little doubt that comes up is just another opportunity for growth. You know, like you go over that doubt, then another one, then another one. Each time you're just growing and growing and getting better and stronger and It's like a big hell yeah moment when you, every time you come over one. (laughs) It really is. It really is. Well, thank you so much. Uh, This conversation just like, I know it's going to relate to so many people because we hit like 20 different topics. So thank you. (laughs) Well, where can people find you and learn more and follow along your inspirational and, and empowering journey? You can follow me on Instagram at actually underscore alexandra right now my website is in the works so the only place you can find me is instagram but soon i'll have my website up (laughs) yeah yeah and your instagram is one of my favorites to follow thankfully to the algorithm you always pop up so i always see your stuff (laughs) good to know good to know (laughs) was that fun or not don't answer that because it was fun (laughs) This just imagine that was like a fun coffee catch-up date with your best friend, girl or guy, maybe it was your cat, who knows, but I just thought that was such a fun, relaxing, and inspiring conversation with dear Allie of actually underscore Alexandra. I, you know, I just adore her. We DM quite often, whether funny, inspirational, 
like serious, you know, just the whole gamut. And I appreciate her as a friend. I appreciate all of you listening. And she's really doing some neat things, shaking up the wellness space with her openness and raw honesty of eating disorder recovery, which we didn't really touch on too much in this episode, simply because she shares so much already on Instagram and on other podcasts and even on podcast episode three of this podcast. She shares her entire journey. Highly recommend it. Otherwise, if you check out her Instagram, she has her business, her travel things, inspiration, empowerment, education. She just has it all. So I truly hope you took something away from this. Please let me know. You can message me, message Allie, share it on Instagram, tag me at thrive underscore on life or Allie at actually underscore Alexandra. And remember that for the ads, sponsors of the show, you know, I'm doing them because this is a lot of work, a lot of work, and it helps to have a little bit of payout, you know, something to help (laughs) propel this and make it so I can keep doing these episodes without running myself and my finances into the ground. So I appreciate you being okay with them. I hope you are at least. And if you want to use those codes, go right for it. Save some moolah. And if you have any questions or concerns about a product before purchasing, please message me. I will be 100% honest and I will give you my full feedback and I can, you know, give you any money-saving tips I have for their products, whether it's, you know, like bulk this, bulk that, whatever. And I just really want to help you and expose you to new products. So I hope you understand why I have them. I hope you are okay with it. And I hope you know how much I appreciate you. So without any more rambling on my part, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.